This podcast is a conversation by Julie Benetti and Susan Barbro and is a production of VI Alliance Copyright 2019. And this chart-busting hit, Alone Leave Me, courtesy of New Threads, is available everywhere. Hi, this is Julie and I am here with Susan and we are on number two of our Neville Goddard series in our Ancient Text series. And we are looking at the power of awareness because it is in the energy that we love to ponder about. We're on chapter three, the power of assumption. And this is a classic chapter because I have to go right in the first paragraph. I'm like, whoa. I'm going to go down a few lines and just quote right from the book because Neville Goddard says it best. Yeah. A man's consciousness is all that he thinks and desires and loves. All that he believes is true and consents to. That is why a change of consciousness is necessary before you can change your outer world. That's huge. And I have to say, just below that, he does refer to a biblical passage, which happens to be one of your most favorites. I know, I know. <laughs> be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Right. And we did the podcast, Norman, Norman Vincent Peale's 40 Thought Conditioners. And for some reason, that's a huge go-to for me, renew a right spirit within me. And it's much along the lines of this is one of his others that he has that the very powerful powerful passage that kind of picks me up and puts me right back in the space where I remember, you know, the connection as we were talking in the first podcast all the way to I am. And so what I find interesting is he talks about your thoughts because we said you change your thoughts, which is, you know, renewing your mind. It's changing Mm -hmm. your thoughts. He says they cannot change unless you have new ideas Mm. for you think from your ideas. His way of deciding that if you need to get out of a situation, because most people go go from like not a good situation to one that they would prefer, that you need a new idea. Mm. And this is the first time I think of it this way. You know, everyone's like, you got to change your mind. And just like the passage that I enjoy too, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. He's not saying you need to go in now. You need to clean up your thoughts. You you just need new ideas. Renewing your mind is changing on a dime. You don't have to go back to why did I think this? Mm. How did this come? You know, I hate to say it. I mean, that's what a lot of psychology is. Whatever. It's a why. Did you do it? Right. How did that come about? Who did this to you? How do you feel about it? Blah, blah, blah. This is say, put in a new idea. Never mind how it got there, the right. old ideas. Right. That hit me this time. It's like, you don't, you don't have to even look at anything old. It's just, it's like you said, we don't look back. Right. What's the new idea? My right. new idea is whatever it is, right? right? And then he talks about, you know, desire, but then he talks about the imagination. Yeah. And I started thinking, like, who has ever told you that your imagination can change your world? Mm. Everyone is, oh, you live in an imaginary world. We think of fantasy, mm. you know, imagination, like, oh, yeah, that's just, you know, gobbledygook. And you never think of it as that can change your world. You think about thoughts and changing your thoughts. For me, those two concepts... You don't have to figure out the old. It's the new, a new idea. And then how do you get a new idea? 
that's where your imagination comes in. Right. We talked about how as kids, you, you kind of, that's just a general go-to is your imagination and you're playing in imagination and you're drawing. And, and isn't it funny? That's kind of a natural part of your essence mm. and what happens to it mm. is what happens to it yet you know just like we all have a connection we all are connected to i am we all are i am we all have imagination and so we all have that ability to move with our imagination and to utilize our imagination to renew our mind but to take a moment i have never ever heard to use your imagination because you know even i'm gonna say everyone who's been listening knows when i talk about the secret it, it just aggravates me change your thoughts change your thoughts and everyone's like how do i change your thoughts well the whole it's, law of attraction yeah right but of course how else would you do it you use your imagination right. that never dawned on me it's like how do i change my thoughts and again the old way of okay i gotta figure out where it came from put it back get rid of it blah blah no Change your idea and through the imagination, which I just think is a beautiful explanation. Mm. And he goes into a little bit more detail, but that to me was just the wow factor in this chapter. Hey, Julie, do you remember the old Tootsie Roll Pop commercial? It's how many bites does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Roll Pop? Oh, yes. Okay, you do remember that. How many rings does it take to get someone to answer the door on Halloween? Depends on if you have candy or not. Well, how many clicks does it take to get the Halloween trivia ebook? Just a one. Just a one. Get yours today. Hey, it's Julie here, and we have to do this interruption really quick because we only have a couple of seconds because we're interrupting some good content, wouldn't you say? I'd say. And what are we interrupting for? That was too long of a gasp. We're interrupting to say we have ebooks, books, and podcasts galore. Exactly. And in that wow factor, he shoots it out of the park with, you know, what the imagination does for you and how when you renew your mind and you have the desire, you know, when, when you grasp onto that new idea and you have that desire and you make your future dream a present fact by assuming the feeling of your wish fulfilled, mm. you know, you're, you're doing that with your imagination and you're working with yourself and your own power. Nobody's doing that for you. You're not. Uh, yes. You don't have to go out and buy anything. And you to don't do need it. a guru. Exactly. You exactly. don't need a guru. You just need yourself. And, and you know what's interesting? I like everybody else has certain things that I would like. You know, and and it's a challenge to bring yourself there. And and I realize if you can't see yourself in a certain way mm. that you're trying to, I, I find. Sometimes I get upset because it's like, God damn, this person has what I would like, or that person has what I... And I realize, like, that's your higher self, again, soul, the I am saying, here's the example. How do you do it? This is how you do it. And mm. puts that in front of my face. Mm. And I say, geez, you know, that's how you do it. I see it. Right. I was, again, having a conversation that when I was doing different things in my life, when I was, how am I going to do this? I would have not an imaginary mentor, but someone who I mm. knew who did it. And I would try to say, how I go in their energy and like, how did they do this? Right. How can I do this for me? Not to take mm. from anyone, not I have to do better. It's hmm, the universe, the I am, the all gives us examples so if we're struggling with how do you do it? I mean, and if it's I am, then in actuality, it's you manifesting an example for yourself. Right, but then exactly. if you're 
falling into the hole of feeling of, about it and yeah. then oh, yeah and, and then, I, oh, and then yeah. uh, and you know when you're not going into new ideas and you know that was a beautiful example because you know at the end of one of the paragraphs in this chapter he says your attitude should be one in which having desired to express a higher state yeah you alone accept yeah. the task of incarnating this new and greater value of yourself and it's you you know, giving birth mm -hmm. to this beautiful idea that you're carrying forward and assuming in the sense of what, whatever you're trying to better in yourself, you're mm -hmm. assuming you are that person already. And he says, you possess what the rest of nature does not possess. Imagination, mm -hmm. the instrument in which you create your world. And he says further along, imagination is the only redemptive power in the universe. So... That's a beautiful thing, but for some people, I can imagine it's scary because guess what? You're responsible for yourself. Right. So he says in this chapter, you know a thing mentally by looking at it mm -hmm. from the outside, yeah. by comparing it with other things, by analyzing it and defining it. Whereas you can know a thing spiritually only by becoming it. And so in the use of your imagination, mm. you know, you, you do have this greater power to create and manifest for yourself. Mm. And, you know, the funny thing about this chapter is called the power of assumption. And, you know, really where that word often takes you is, right. you, know, you know, don't assume, yeah, don't assume. Yeah. It's a, not a good thing to assume anything about anybody. And you're kind of almost geared to run in the other direction when you hear that word assumption. Sure. Yet. If you use it on yourself, isn't that funny? It's hugely powerful. It is. It's so funny. It's when you use it on someone else. You assume something mm -hmm. about someone else because at the end of the day, we don't know anything about anyone else. You know, you and I, Julie, talk a lot, but I do not know really what you're thinking, what goes mm -hmm. on in that beautiful mind of yours. <laughs> I have no idea. I mean, we talk and I get a sense of it, but where you are and your thoughts about yourself and everything, mm. I'm supportive, but you know, we can't know that about anyone else. But what a beautiful thing if we assume, and it's almost like take the identity of, we mm. assume, we put on the coat, whatever it is we choose, and we wear that coat and we be that, and eventually it does come to be. And that's pretty incredible to assume for yourself because still, to go and, you know, you, you've, been conditioned uh, don't assume don't assume mm. but we've never said well don't assume for others but assume right. for yourself right. go go assume and you know the, the clarity of that he, he even says in here to incarnate a new and greater value of yourself you must assume that mm. you already are what you want to be and then live by faith in this assumption so not only do you assume but then you just go into the space of that assumption and just propel. And the one thing that he seems, because we haven't addressed it yet, he seems to say is the one thing that you need is desire, which is mm. what we're going to talk about next. That's the next part of it. Right. And this chapter is, you know, very clear in that, that basis of, you know, connecting consciousness and your power and your mm. desire and how you move forward and how you clearly assume it for yourself. And then, you know, there's no doubt and there's no mention of doubt in here, but you know, you just move clear and vastly with a huge faith. Like I said, the first work of order he's he specifies is desire right you have to want to right. change and believe it or not the biggest part is that 
I mean, we don't realize it, but the desire for many people is absent and they don't, you don't realize it. You actually, and you know, when I think about it, you have to ask somebody like, what would it mean mm-hmm. if that were to come true? Mm-hmm. Because I think a lot of people, and I think for myself, what would that mean? Mm-hmm. Well, that would mean this, that, and the other thing. You may all of a sudden find out that deep down within you, you really don't want that for mm-hmm. whatever the reason. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's valid, maybe it's not. And so you use the word want. So how would you compare want and desire? Are they the same? Okay, so that's a good... You know, I want ice cream. Do I desire ice cream? Right. Because, again, it's like, well, what do you want? You know, decide what you want, plan out your goals, project your future. Yet, you know, where do you go with that? Is that really a desire? This is funny because we said this, and he, he says early on, the man who is not prepared for the conscious plunge into the assumption of the wish fulfilled in the faith that it is the only way to the realization of his dream is not yet ready to live consciously by the law of assumption. Mm. Although there is no doubt that he does live by the law of assumption unconsciously. Mm. So if you think that, well, I'm not going to put the desire behind it. I may want it, but I may not put... You, you are always living by the law of assumption. Right. You know, it's not like, well, I'm not going to make a decision. Well, you know, as we've said before, no is an answer. You know, you know, no, no answer is an answer. So it's funny because I want to use air quotes when you say you're living by the law of assumption. Because are you really living? I mean, you're assuming a bunch of things that are they doing something for you? Well, are you really assuming? Are you really using that assumption to your benefit? If you're quote unquote living. We all are, mm-hmm. by the assumption. Yes. Are we really living our lives the way we desire, rather than want, the way we desire by assumption? I mean, that has to how be would you def- How would you look at distinguishing between want and desire? Well, because, you know, I don't want to get caught in vocabulary again. I always right. think vocabulary, vocabulary is great, but then there's a, a caveat that sometimes it becomes... A coverall, like it's it's like it says it, but you're not really saying what you really want to say. Right. I think sometimes want is a little bit frivolous, mm-hmm. versus you know it's a little bit timely. It's a little bit man-made. It's a little bit you know based in feeling. It's a little, is it really a desire? Is it really and truly what you want? Because often when you get what you want, you don't want it. Hey, Susan, you remember that old song that Tom Petty sang? Which old song? The waiting is the hardest part. Mm -hmm. Well, he was so right about that. The waiting is the hardest part. The coolest thing about all the stuff we've written, you can get it as an ebook right now, live on Amazon, right now. And you know what they say, there's no time like the present. Hey, Susan, the other day I was stuck in traffic. Yeah. Uh, I'm not telling a joke here. I was really stuck in traffic. And when I'm not listening to New Threads music, I sometimes listen to our podcast. Not because I want to listen to myself. You want to listen to me. (laughs) Yeah, okay, no. Because when I listen, it's like all new, all over again. Do you ever wonder who said that? And you realize some people say we sound alike. So whenever (laughs) I hear something that I'm like, I don't remember saying that. I just attribute it to you. Ooh, I like that. And there's four shows, so I could be in the car a long time. (laughs) And you may just be. 
Hey folks, Julie here. You know, sometimes things just don't make sense. And you get that there's something more to life. You can either do the work to find out what that is, or just stay stuck in the routine. It really is a choice. Yet once you start doing the work, that becomes a part of your routine. That's what Susan and I found out. And because I'm a writer, we documented our process. Find it today on Amazon. Energetic Invocations, a book of vibrational change, and Energetic Invocations series, a book of vibrational change, volumes 1 to 17. Ebook and books are available now. So would you say want is like a temporary outside thing versus desire is like sourced in the I am? Well, I think it's all sourced in the I am because it's all, you know, generated from that that power and that energy and that existence of who you are. Yet to really make a transformational change upon yourself, the desire is more powerful. It's mm-hmm. not you know, a fleeting want. And I think from from that standpoint, I mean, you know, there's the suggestion and there's, you know, you give up yourself in order to, you know, match mm-hmm. into the to energy of that desire self. and to create your new self. And you have to do that. And you have to create a union with whatever ideal you're, you are, you know, wanting to manifest. And you have to, and he says it too, you, ha- you must imagine that you are already experiencing what you desire. And, you know, I think even, you know, a desire, I mean, I love to go into time. So a desire to me is, you know, timeless versus a want is, you know, that's, that's the example I kind of gave. I want ice cream. Do, do I desire ice cream? I mean, do I want ice cream forever? Not really. I think that's I mean, an interesting so. concept. I think that what you brought up is a really interesting concept because, you know, when you think about it, when you say, I desire whatever it is, it's, that's, that's huge. That's huge. That's responsibility. Again, yeah. That's desire. Do you really? I mean, you have to really want it. Do you really want it? And to really, well... That's funny. Right, I get really it. I keep throwing into it. I keep throwing into it. She's know. trying to trick me. She's trying to throw it. But to really, you know, to desi- desire it and to move with the desire, I mean, he, he says you, your transformation is going to be based on the suggestion that you work into yourself and that completely opening up to the influence of your suggestion. I mean, that's really falling into completely with reckless abandonment having union with that ideal and and to me you know the desire has to be wholly more intense than the want hmm that's an interesting that's just an interesting concept you know because it says here through the faithful systematic cultivation of the feeling of the wish fulfilled desire becomes the promise of its own fulfillment mm. and so i think if if you're in a situation that you want something, and I'm just using, I know, if you, you, you want something, and I'm, purpose, I'm being purposeful with my words, if you want something, and it doesn't appear to be occurring, mm-hmm. you got to look at the desire, and it's like mm-hmm. an interesting, it's like, does, is this, what is the desire? You say you want something, but what is it you're desiring? Because 
you know, it's, it's, you know, like when you work with something, I want, you know, I like to be cold. I like to be warm. It's like, right. well, what the heck are you talking about? You yeah. want to be cold, but I'll give you a blanket. Is that what you're saying? Mm. Or, and if you're kind of wavering between two things, you know, because I look at this and, and some of the other stuff that I do, I always say I'm creating it. So if I want something in my life and yet it does not occur, mm. I can't, I mean, there's nobody or anything outside to blame. Right. And so I would ask you as a question related to that, I mean, how many times during the day or the week do you use want versus how many times during the day or week do you use desire? So the little things I don't even think about, actually, it's interesting because the little things that I want, I get for the most part. I get it's and yet the big just, desire stuff that I'm like, huh? What's going on? Well, you said wants. When I, the, the little wants, things that you want, I'm, I'm again, I'm because of the conversation we had. I'm being very specific about right. the words I use. Right. When I want something, I get it, and when I think I'm desiring something, and it does not occur, I have to sit back and think, hmm. What's the want that's in the way? Oh, is the desire the want and the want desire? It's interesting. I, I, again, I'm not trying to analyze myself for the podcast, but right. I think it's something we all do. And I think it's related to something he says in here. So it's true that, you know, we could go back and forth, you know, with the definition of want, desire, yeah. want, desire. Yet I think in this realm of the energy that he's expressing here, you know, there's a big sentiment of, I'm going to go to what your subconscious or unconscious, actually what it's mm. following and what your conscious is telling your unconscious and what it's following. And, and daily, you know, people say, I want, I want, I want, I want, I want. And if that's not a strong enough element where, you know, there's assuming that power that Neville Goddard talks about, and that's not a strong enough element of assuming the complete totality of the desire of the feeling of something and using your imagination. I mean, it makes perfect sense that, okay, a want is, is fleeting and ephemeral and, and could occur or not, yet it's still not a fulfillment. Well, you know, as, as we're talking about it, I think I can believe in the wants. They're small. I said yeah. they're small things. Yeah. I can believe it. I can feel it. I can sense it. I can understand it. It's the bigger things that maybe I'm challenged. Like, really? Mm -hmm. Because now we're talking about truth. And, you know, one of the things that he says, well, the main thing is, the great secret is a controlled imagination and a well-sustained attention firmly and repeatedly focused on the object to be accomplished. And, you know, just by what I said, the definition, if it's simpler, it's an easier thing to manifest, mm. I can see it, I can feel it, I can believe it, I can sustain it. Mm. When it comes to something bigger, you know, doubt, other things might come into my mind. And yet it's funny because on the page before, he says the way to become the master of your assumptions is to completely and consciously control your imagination. Right. And so that, you know, appears to be, you know, a grander segment to, to propel into desire and to propel into... And that really is, I mean, I don't, I don't want to create a spell for people, but yeah. that takes a little bit of work mm -hmm. to control your imagination. But really, at the end of the day, isn't that what life's really about? Right. 
right? And, and he says it beautifully here in the end of the chapter. The truth that sets you free is that you can experience in imagination what you desire to experience in reality. And by maintaining this experience and imagination, your desire will become an actuality. Thank you for listening to this production from EI Alliance. Check out our Amazon Authors pages for books and podcasts. Find New Threads music and their latest album on iTunes, Spotify, and newthreads.us.